What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the After Effect Podcast. I'm your host, LeBron Stephan, but you can call me LBZ, LB, Bryony, L Boogie, whatever you choose. Welcome to episode 51. We have a very, very, very special guest. Tony Grimes is on the show today. Davey, Florida native, played his college football at Ole Miss and the University of Hawaii. Played, I believe, five or six years of arena football. Now is a serial entrepreneur living in Hawaii. Uh, so yeah, super, super uber excited to get him on. We were actually teammates during the year 2016. We both played arena football for the Iowa Barnstormers. Uh, one of the best players I've ever played with. Really, 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 really aggressive and, and, and great energy. Really, really loves the game. So super excited to hear his story and hear his after effect. And uh, yeah, just send him the link. And once he jumps on, we. Will go. Hey. I don't know how to work e computers. <laughs> I can hear you now. What's good with you, bro? Yo. <laughs> What's up with you, man? Hey, I appreciate you calling out the time, bro. Yes, sir. My dog. What's up, man? <laughs> hey, I can't call it. Hey, it's good to see you, man. Same here, bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. Same here, man. Um, so yeah, bro, like I was telling you, this is called the After Effects Show. It's, it's a free and, free and safe space for us former athletes and current athletes to, you know, talk about our, our upbringing, talk about our, our playing careers, and more importantly, talk about that transition out, man. I always felt like that transition out of sports is, is minimized. We got a 10 to 20 plus year relationship with whatever sport we play, and somebody is telling us that, you know, you know what I mean, it's over, and we just supposed to figure life out, man. So this is a free and safe space, man. We, we, you can drink, smoke curse do whatever man free and safe space for us is just to talk about our careers man the ups the downs the wins the losses the the mistakes the politics all those things man so i appreciate you joining yeah man no problem man i'm glad to be here bro yes sir yes sir so before we dive into your childhood and all that man you know um let me just get your take on the current state of the world bro uh obviously we were at a calendar year and the coronavirus pandemic um um racial injustices are finally starting to come on the forefront. People are really starting to understand what it's like to be us, to be black. So how have you grown spiritually, emotionally, physically, just all of those things culminated in one over the past year as we continue to navigate through this whole thing and figure it out? i tell you one thing, man. Mentally, the, the, the time definitely has made me grow mentally, bro. It's a lot to sit down and think about it and put stuff in different perspectives and, and whatnot. Yeah. And it's a lot of variables, variables around everything that's going around. So. Uh, I've definitely been doing more thinking about a lot of stuff, putting myself in different people's shoes. So mm-hmm, I don't know what's mm-hmm. going over this time, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same, same here, man. I've always been a thinker. So, like, so that was the main thing for me, too. That's honestly why I started this podcast. And I was telling one of my other dudes I had on another episode, this is actually the first time I ever even hung up my jersey. <laughs> like, like my jersey was, was, was dug deep in my closet. I, Feel like I underachieved, so I never really wanted to talk about my career. I never wanted to talk about anything football, to be honest. And the pandemic helped me, like, you know what I'm saying, dive back deep into what we did do, like the accomplishments I did accomplish and all those things. And uh, that's actually the reason why I started the podcast, man, because I feel like it's power in our stories. And a lot of our stories aren't, aren't, aren't ever told. Only only people's stories who told are the guys who actually make it, and you know what I mean, and actually make it. It's a, and, and touch the money and, and then, you know, they have those resources and those platforms. So that's actually why I created this. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, that one on the head. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, so yeah, man, they say like that the craziest people in the United States come from Florida, bro. So, so <laughs> paint me a picture, man. I know you from Davie, Florida, man. Paint me a picture on how what it was like growing up there in the '90s. Obviously, every time I say this, uh, make me feel old. But we didn't grow up like the kids. Now we didn't have YouTube. We didn't have the internet. We used to have to be literally be outside all day, play with each other, interact with each other. So paint me a picture on the culture in Florida, man. I'm I'm, I'm intrigued. Like I feel like uh, obviously we all know people here that a lot of crazy people come from Florida. But I feel like a lot of creative people and a lot of um, super, super ultra athletic people come from Florida too. So paint me a picture on what it was like growing up there in the nineties. Hey, I call it the jungle, man. Hey, hey mm -hmm. jungle. I know, I know. Every place got a little, little rough on the end, rough on the edge. Every place got they places where it's tough at. You know like that. You feel like all around, all around. You got to be a, you got to be a soldier to make it out of that, man. Uh, you, yeah. You, you got to be good at a lot of things to, to have a good, uh, a safe upbringing, bitch. You know what right, I'm saying? Right, right. <laughs> uh, definitely, definitely, definitely the most competition I ever been around. You know, I done been in a lot of places and it ain't nothing right. like that. That South Florida competition to me. Right, right. Um, man, was I, I was about to ask a question. Um, how would you compare, like, like I know you just you just said, like, that, that that's Florida competition, but I know you played at Ole Miss, you played at Hawaii, you played arena ball, uh, you had a lot of CFL and NFL trials. How would you compare um, just all the competition in Florida as compared to the competition that you went against in the SEC and at Hawaii and professionally? Like, it, 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 it's no comparison. Florida is SEC. Just put it like that. Like when you yeah, when you yeah. playing in Florida, like you you always playing against. I don't even. When I was in high school, I didn't even know half of the receivers' names that I was playing against. But boy, them boys was running fast as hell. Yeah. Something <laughs> about them. Something about them that was gonna make me stay on it. You feel what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm, and then like it, that 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 trash talking. That trash talk down there mentally. Them boys are break you. Them boys are break right, you. Right. <laughs> right. You me through my yeah. whole career like like coaches used to have to tell me to shut up and practice too much <laughs> I, I can't help it that's that that's 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 how right, I right. that's the environment you grew up in bro bro it's so funny you say that because i remember when we played it with each other in 2016 uh that's the that's the first thing that stood out to me bro like in practice and every, like you always talking your energy was always good but i also i admired that because i could tell that you really love the game like like you really was interested in the game. And I feel like in 2016, because I, I was always a guy, I just let my play people talk and I don't talk. I'm gonna talk trash to the offensive lineman, but I, I ain't really like a loud, like rah rah guy or whatever. But I just remember like kind of gaining confidence to kind of be more so of that guy uh, that, that that's kind of loud and talking trash because from you, like, cause, cause you know what I'm saying? And then like when I started making plays and you know, so we started celebrating all that kind of stuff, like I just feel like that, that energy, it was contagious. It was contagious, like you know what I'm saying. That loud, that that uh, that that, that dog mentality, like it was contagious, man. So I, it, it was it was it was cool to play with you like that. I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell you wasn't used to being that way. So that bit must have been contagious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it definitely was. Um, um. So yeah, bro. Talk about like when you started coming to your own. Like once you got to high school, I saw you went to Hollywood Hollywood Hills High School. And you ultimately ended up being a number ranked the number 16 best DB in, in the country by ESPN. That's like the top, that's like the best recruiting, you know what I mean, website to, to go by. So talk about when you started coming to your own. I think all top athletes 
all, all around the world, you know when that light switch is on. For me, it was like seventh grade. I, I hit that growth spurt. Um, um, I went crazy my sophomore year on varsity. I started getting all the letters. You know, the, the, the offers started coming, kind of, kind of chiming in your, your sophomore and junior year. So when did that light switch hit on for you when everything started to kind of make sense? And obviously, we started playing ball to eventually make it to the league. But talk about when your dream started to become a reality. Like, man, damn, I could probably go to college and, like, be free and really, and really do this. It was the, the year after my 10th grade season, man. I played with a lot of good guys in 2000. I graduated 2010, so 2008 was my sophomore season. I had a lot of, lot of, lot of, lot of people putting stuff in my head mentally. So, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That sometimes, you know, gas the person up, that gas go a long way. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, so I care. I carried that. I carried that. Um, and I remember. I remember. I, I wasn't getting recruited at all. But I remember going to a combine Friday Night Lights at Florida University of Florida with Urban Myers. Uh, mm. the, I remember Drake Kirkpatrick being that. It was all yeah. over. He was one of the top corners coming out in that year before. Yeah, I, I think Joe Hayden was there too at the time. Might have been. Might have been. Yeah. But but yeah, there's a lot of good players out there. And uh this is my this is right after my sophomore year. So I ran I went out there. I remember I had my mama. That was that was probably the first road trip I ever took that far away from home. My mama mm -hmm. me and my sisters up. We went up there. I'm glad she did it too, cuz boy did I shine. Boy, I had got down, You're got crazy. Down, I had yeah, I ran a I ran a four five flat. Uh no no training, nothing. Just ran down that line, that ran that, and then I killed yeah. it. One on ones. I ain't played off one, one time. I was just jamming everybody up. So after yeah. that, uh, I ain't never I, get an interview to that day. People start, yeah. Then articles start coming out. Then I just mm -hmm. start growing mm -hmm. up after that. Yeah, yeah. And and that's the cool part about uh, talking to guys like us because I think that we be like, you know, we grown now and it's hard as athletes, we competitors. We always thinking about the next thing, the next goal. So we usually don't harp on our experiences or harp on things that we did accomplish, but pretty much all of us was like local stars from wherever we grew up at, like with Florida, Ohio, whatever. We was all local stars, ranked really high, all these kinds of things. So during the recruiting process, like what went into your decision to choose Ole Miss? I read that obviously you had a bunch of offers and I think you narrowed it down to Ole Miss, Michigan and Maryland. So what went, what went into your decision? Did you, you being from Florida, did you, did you know you wanted to stay in the SEC and try to play as a freshman or like, like what what went into your decision for that? I went in, into my decision. Some some of those some of those things some of those uh reasons I would just keep off air to keep them boys straight to keep them boys straight over there. But <laughs> okay, <laughs> that definitely definitely a lot went into it, man. Uh, and then the the dude who was recruiting me, the DB coach, he 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 kind of went real hard, man. He can't afford my games that season. My my mm -hmm. season, nobody. Yeah. Come more than once to see me. Where came to four games, he was telling me, telling me after the game, like I could come with old Miss and start right now. You know what I'm saying? So it was. I had gained a real good relationship with him. My mama started liking him. You know, yeah. I, I played it cool. You know, I so I could experience the whole recruiting thing. I took all my visits and stuff, saw everything for for what it was, and ultimately yeah. I, I chose old Miss for for a lot of reasons. Uh, uh, definitely thought it was a good. Thought it was a good reason, uh, decision until it wasn't a good decision. <laughs> right, right. I, yeah, I already know. So, man, Pat, because I, I read that you played in all ten games. You you started one 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 game versus Kentucky. Um, paint me a picture to like how was it playing in the SEC? I mean, I'm a Big Ten guy. I'm from the Midwest, from Ohio, so I live in Atlanta now. So, like being in SEC country, 
you know, it's always the argument. We always it's always the argument. SEC versus Big Ten. Big Ten, we we hard. We run through the tackles. You know, what I'm saying we in the trenches. We play physical football. SEC is more of a speed a speed game. Uh, but guys feel like they're more athletic as well. So, what was it like playing in SEC as a young guy, as an 18 year old, but actually getting 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 snaps, like getting significant snaps, out actually out there getting reps. Like, what was that experience like? And then, who was the best competition that you went against your freshman year? I'm sure. It was probably uh, LSU or Alabama. Just walk me through that freshman year a little bit. Right, right. So, you know, coming in, I always wanted to play in the SEC. So that's a, another big reason why I had chose to go to the SEC. I just felt like I wanted to play with the best people. That mm -hmm. was going to be to my mindset was to go to the NFL. I play with the best people. I get looked at uh, the most sure. time. Of course. You know, and, I, and coming into Ole Miss, you know, I thought everybody was going to be much better than, like, I was, like, much better than me. Like, damn, I'm going to the SEC, Ole Miss. They about to yeah. be fast. They about to be this. They about to be that. Right. They about to be fine. It's crazy. <laughs> I, didn't even, I didn't even show up to Ole Miss until a week before the first game. I was a late qualifier. Okay, okay. Yeah, I was a late quali qualifier for a couple of reasons. So, I got to Ole Miss on a Saturday. The game was on a Saturday, the next Saturday. The next Saturday, seven days later. Yeah. I played in that game. Mm. So I practiced for I practiced for one, I practiced for one week. Got out there and played. All I knew how to do is play man. But any, yeah. anyways, you know, I'm thinking, you know, I'm thinking everybody gonna be way raw than me. Only difference I saw right away was they they just much stronger and they uh, a little bit more knowledgeable than me. But athletically, right, right. I, I felt I thought I fat right in. Yeah. Early. But yeah. Like, yeah. And in the SEC, man, them boys fast every week, day in, day out. Hey, they run real fast. And that's mm -hmm. that, that matters. That matters when you <laughs> gotta, uh, start off backwards and guard these guys. And then, of course, uh, yeah, this, it was a bunch of competition. And yeah. I started my, and like you said, that game that I started, man, I had to. I don't know why, but Randall Cobb lined it up wide to, to, to start that game. Oh, oh, that's when he played for Kentucky. Oh, okay. He was watching in the slot, so you know I had my chest is beating fast when I seen him out there lining up in front of me. But that's yeah. one of the uh, best receivers I guarded that year. Okay, okay. See, I, yeah, he was a problem for Kentucky. I, I remember that. I remember that. Who? So, so out of all the SEC guys that you went against that year, who would you say was the best? Was Randall Cobb the best, or was somebody else from another school a little better? You know, Julio and Marquise Mays was finishing up my freshman year. So okay, I got, okay. I, got a, I got a little taste of that, and, yeah. and not not too not too much not too much at all because I barely played that game, but I got thrown in that fire a little bit. But I tell you one thing, Marquise Mays is running at a different speed. Okay, <laughs> speed man, that boy is really running at a different speed. Yeah, yeah, I I, I heard them Alabama receivers and just Alabama in general. I, I heard they play at a different speed, so that's cool to get that inside look. Did, did, when you when you when, when you when y'all played them, I know you said you were thrown in the fire. I'm not sure how many snaps you got, but did did obviously we've been playing football since we was young, since eight or nine. But did it feel different? Did did the speed of the game feel a little different playing Alabama, or it still felt like ball? Tell you the truth, man. You, you, you know, at, at that level, when you feeling the confidence that you feeling, and you out there, it, it, it feel like you you just out there playing park ball. Yeah. You put yourself in yeah. that. All mindset. That's that's what I always try to do. Imagine yeah. myself playing park ball and allow myself to play as well as I know I can. Not not yeah. let the moment be too big for me. So right, I, definitely, right. I definitely try to do that, especially and and I think and I think at the high school, 
like not having that many fans and going into a situation where the fans grew, I actually yeah. like that more than like more than most people. Right. No doubt, no doubt, bro. I feel you on that. So man, talk about when you had to go the JUCO route and you had to go to Arizona Western after your freshman year at Ole Miss. Um, I love these kind of stories because I feel like um, a lot of people don't pay attention to that transition. Like, so, so paint me a picture, bro. Like, was your ego shot at all going from this big time Ole Miss in the SEC campus to a smaller JUCO, or what was it called, uh, Arizona Western? Um, I read that obviously Arizona Western was one of the top JUCOs, but it's still a different way of living. You, you know what I'm saying? SEC, Big Ten, we go to training table, we getting big steaks and shrimp and eating good and, 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 and unlimited Gatorades and waters and all that kind of stuff. Then you and go to a JUCO. Craziest transitions. That was you said what? Of, that was one of the craziest transitions I had ever yeah. experienced. Yeah. Like, yeah, so paint me a picture. Like, like how was it at uh, Arizona Western and was your ego shot at all? Like, damn, like, I don't I, I messed up my opportunity or you just kept staying optimistic, like, now I'm a ball here, and then I and then I got two years eligibility left to to go ball somewhere else. Did you just okay. say optimistic? Was was you down at all? Initially, I was actually too big headed. I I should have fully gathered in what really had happened to me when I had got dismissed from Ole Miss. A lot of people don't know this. I actually went to uh, Hutchinson, Kansas. Okay, okay. So I had I went to Hutchinson, Kansas, Kansas, uh, and to me, I just felt like I just felt like. They couldn't teach me nothing that I ain't already knew. Like, I don't yeah. know why. I don't, you know, that's me being a, the 18 year old immature person that I was. I just came from Ole Miss. Like, yeah, I, yeah. like, like to me, being kicked out of Ole Miss at the time was, I ain't even, I, I ain't even grasped it fully. I was thinking, like, man, I'll be all right. I'll be right back in D1, you know what I'm saying, before I knew it. All uh, right, all right. I felt like those people couldn't really tell me nothing when, in fact, that wasn't the case at all. I definitely right. could have learned from those people out there. They had a good DB coach. I, I I blew that opportunity. I got in. I clashed too much with the coaches and whatnot. And that wasn't the right fit for me. So I, that's mm -hmm. when I ended up going to Arizona Western. Okay. Okay. And, and you know, like I said about that transition. You know, coming from a school where you you eating five six times a day. And yeah. 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 Everything free and yeah. This. You know that life. That lifestyle is amazing. <laughs> and you and I'm getting financial aid and mm -hmm. I'm getting all of this. It's payroll grants and all that. Right. Scholarship right, checks. Right. right. So I go to JUCO, you know, it's not totally different. Ain't no such thing as full scholarship. Your Pell Grant going towards your 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 school or your dorm stay. Or you know, mm -hmm. it ain't it ain't it ain't no extra after that. So you know the JUCO route, I respect. I respect everybody who take that JUCO route. I'm glad I experienced that 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 for myself. Like that's one of the toughest things ever to do. Like yeah. it's really tough in JUCO. Like you really. Yeah, I heard. I heard it's real. So those guys, they really bond together, man, because they they living in that struggle together, and, they, and that's how a lot of um, you you. Hey, I'm telling you, JUCO is like the hood. You, yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I heard. <laughs> you know, you got to be a soldier to make it out of JUCO. Right, right, definitely, definitely. Definitely, bro. So uh, after you bought at, at, at uh, Arizona Western, what went into your decision to, to choose Hawaii? I mean, I've always been intrigued by Hawaii because I, I've always felt like maybe it was kind of like a different experience or a different culture because because you got different teammates from all these different walks of life and you 
you're in Hawaii. Like that's like people go there to vacation, but you're going there for college. So what went into your decision to choose Hawaii? And then and then what was that experience like? Because the first thing I thought about was like, man, how would you be able to stay focused? Like being going to college in a place where people go to vacation. <laughs> like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like it's like an exotic place. Like, so what went into your decision to choose there? And then how was that experience? What's crazy is Hawaii chose me. Cause uh yeah. um very rarely do you see people get two seconds, two second chances. And I was one of those people because I had ended up getting in trouble in Juku after after being dismissed from Ole Miss. So okay. uh, so I initially committed to go back to school back at back at home. I chose I chose to be the big fish in the smaller pond. I was gonna go back to FAU. Okay, okay. Florida Atlantic. Yeah, so I signed the okay. FAU on signing day to go back home. And then okay. and Ended up, ended up not uh, getting in trouble while school was still going on, and they backed out on me. And then out of nowhere, I got a call from Hawaii, and then a week later, I was in Hawaii. Yeah, yeah. Now, and, and, I would and, never, and, never think that. Yeah, yeah. And so, like you said, they chose you, but then once you got there, what what, what stood out to you, you know what I mean, during, during your experience or during your two years, you know, that you played there? Man, how they how they treat the people on the island is way different, way different than 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 now what I call the mainland. What I used to used to say just states, but you know, living out here so long, I just call this the rest of the states the mainland. It's it's very yeah. peaceful out here, man. Everybody's so welcoming. You know what I'm saying? You gonna be walking down the sidewalk, random people just tell you good morning, or good afternoon, just greet you. you know, yeah, you, yeah. You don't get a lot of that where I'm from. Uh, where I'm Definitely. from, people don't want to be known as or looked as as a friendly person. They think exactly. It's, a, it's, it's the trenches. Everybody mean. Don't nobody speak to you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it ain't like it ain't like that at all out here. They very uh welcoming. Good yeah. vibes. Yeah. Good vibes out here, man. Hey, okay. Hey, I know another thing. It was it's hard to get in trouble in Hawaii. So I was definitely chilling, <laughs> chilling in college out here, man. But right, uh, right. I got you. Plan experience uh, way different. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you saying your experience, your, your plan experience at Hawaii was different than when you compared to Ole Miss? Oh, of course. Of course. Of course. Yeah. 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 I, I remember checking out a, a few Hawaii games, man. Um, so talk about when I think your senior year was 2013. Uh, talk about your transition into, into the NFL draft. Were you hearing from any teams? Did you? Did you uh, participate in pro day? Uh, because I I always like hearing guys' stories when it comes to the draft and things like that, because that was a really hard time for me. I came out in 2012 and, you know, I moved back home to Cleveland and I had heard from a couple of teams after the draft, but I, but I didn't get a, a PFA. I didn't get a priority free agent uh, contract. So I was just in Cleveland trying to find a job to work, take care of myself, but also still working out five, six times a week, staying in shape. And it took me about six months to get a, a trial with the Packers. They flew me out and I tried out. And then I played uh, in, in, in the IFL my first year in 2013. But so this, how did that experience go for you? Did you, did you, was you just ready to hang it up? Did you, did you participate in a pro day? Were you hearing from any teams? Like just walk me through your process, you know, before you decided to go play arena football from the draft to arena football. Because I feel like that period of time is always, like eerie, it's always hard to explain. Cause for me, it was like a, it was it was a dark place. I was I was about to get into a lot of things, just trying to get some money, just 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 to survive. You know what I mean? So talk about that a little bit. So so I played my junior year 
you know, uh, and I played two games my senior year. Did pro, did pro day. I ain't hear nothing. Nate yeah. Daniel, Nate That's probably the worst. That's probably the worst, one of the worst experiences like that you can ever feel. Like exactly, like, everything go to waste. Like I ain't you. Know, you don't hear nothing. You don't know what's the next move. What's the what's the next this? Like right. luckily, luckily my coach Norm Child at the time, like he, because I didn't graduate at this time. Luckily, he had let me return and kept me on scholarship for an extra two semesters, and I, I that's I retained my my degree in that okay. time. So so I had actually after that process, I didn't I didn't I didn't wasn't so in a rush to find a job or whatnot because I was still in school. Yeah 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 yeah. In a regular person in school, I had never done that my whole life. When I say regular, I don't mean like, like I'm better than anybody else. I just mean like, right. just a student, not a student athlete, just a student. Play no sports. Right. Now, that was a crazy experience. Because right. you you had time on your hands. <laughs> like I, I just couldn't believe I was on scholarship. It, I mean, as much as it sucked, it was a fun time as well. Because yeah. I I never would imagine going to any going, going to school or like having football cut like that was the first season I never played since I started playing football so that yeah. was a hard, that was a hard time for sure okay. so you know, I, kept okay. trying to pursue, I kept trying to pursue it of course I ended up graduating from Hawaii and uh got into the, the whole IFL thing shout out to my man mm-hmm. Scott Porter he hit me up on, uh, yeah shout out to Scott he, he, he the one that got me on too yeah, so so he got me into the IFL. You know, I, I was only playing in the IFL to try to move up, man. You exactly, know, me too. And that never was about the, the the money for me in IFL. You know, it can't be about the money if you're playing. Yeah, IFL. it can't be. Yeah, you, yeah, you get pennies. Right, <laughs> it can't be about the money. So you know, I was playing that thing to go to throw up. Yeah, who but who I, who was the who was the first team you played for? See the Rapids? No, I played. I actually played for the Bermondsey Axemen. They had okay, got, okay. I got uh. My first oh, that was in that was in Minnesota, right? Yeah. Okay. 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 First season was they last season. Yeah, and then okay, I remember that. And then the next season you, you play uh, in Des Moines. That's when we met. Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, man. Um, it's funny you say that because that was that was the only reason I played Arena too, man. I mean, obviously, you look at Arena. Everyone looks at Arena as like a developmental league. So you you ball there, you get your film, and then you try to move up to the CFL, get an NFL opportunity. Um, so 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 yeah, man, it, it was it, it was it was definitely you you was definitely one of the best players I ever played with in the Arena, man. So talk about bro, because because for me this day was like 2017. Talk about the day that you knew because I remember 2016 was the last time I played. That was the last time I played. Uh, and, and, and I was good with it. I was, I was 27 at the time I balled out and, and I think I played 10 games at the barn summers and I went back to Atlanta cause I had to go back to work, uh, you know, real life kicked in. But, um, I, I was, I was, I was good with what I did. Like I, I played again, I balled out two players of the week in 10 weeks, like, like went crazy, had a bunch of fun with all my teammates, you included. And if, if nothing happened that season, I was cool with hanging it up. Um, I heard from a couple of teams that season, actually, after I, I got my family and my agent, but accepting that I was done with football, that I would never strap it up again, I would never put that helmet on again, that shit was a lot for me, bro, I ain't gonna hold you. Um, it took me months to, I kind of had to, like, ident- re-identify myself. I didn't really know who I was outside of football. I love the game of football. You know how we used to be, practice, and we watch film for fucking hours, and then 
and then we may we may go take a shower or something. We watch the film again. Like we love football or, or play the game or something. So like we we was immersed in football. So I had to re-identify what I like doing outside of football because I didn't really know who I was outside of the game. So if you can relive that moment, when did that time come for you when you said, because I remember I think you posted like, man, I'm done with the game, but it seemed like a seamless, uh seemed like a seamless transition for you. Was it an easy transition when you turned yourself you was done with the game? Was it a hard transition? Do you do you still miss the game now? Because I mean, I, I find myself obviously during football season watching watching games. I see a little pass rush. I see a low shoulder or a spin or bull rush. You know, then I miss the game for 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 a little bit. But how was that transition for you? Man, I had uh I had knew for a little time before I'd even had made it publicly. I knew I knew right after my last game that that was gonna be my last game, bro. It was uh I was playing for Wichita uh, uh Wichita at the time yeah, yeah. what Nighthawks that's who I was playing for yeah playing for Nighthawks who is in the second round playoffs I knew right after that game that was gonna be my last game if nothing if nothing popped after that to mm-hmm. me I just felt like I just felt like I honestly felt like what else do they want me to do like yeah like highlights look just like the the people that's coming out of the draft shit like I'm right doing the right. Game doing uh well like what y'all want me to do i'm i'm right. i'm doing more than what i did in college uh i never had made bro i never made 100 tackles ever in my whole life i'm making 100 tackles a season like and then on top of that i'm i got a cup you know what i'm saying i always did the cover thing i and and now it's to the point where i'm making a yeah your highlights was crazy like like every just overall all kind of plays pbus interceptions uh, tackles, tackles for loss, you know, just, you know, you know what I'm saying, breaking on shit, like, all that, like, so I understand what you mean. So it got to the point where, like, I felt like I was doing, I was doing the same thing every year. I was producing. I was, I was playing better each season and nothing was happening for me. So it was to yeah. the point where I felt like it, maybe it ain't in the, about what I'm doing on this level. Like, it's about who you know. Like, I don't have a proper uh, representation. Like, I figured that, right. I figured out. Just playing, playing at a high level is not enough. Yeah, uh, you right. gotta have proper representation, man. You gotta know somebody that knows somebody when you that far out of the game. Like, that's, exactly. my, like exactly. that's my advice to anybody still pursuing this ball stuff, man. Absolutely. Get in contact with people that 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 that's gonna put you in the right situations. Cause you playing good, that that ain't that ain't always enough. Yeah, yeah. That, man, it's enough. Yeah, bro. It's so funny that you say that, bro. Because I found that out. I found that out a couple months after I left the morning, 2016, went back to Atlanta, I was working, sent, I made the highlight tape, sent it to my agent. Uh, and then I reached out to a couple NFL homies. I had a homie that played for the Browns at the, at the time, linebacker. I was like, um, get you know, get get your coach's email for me and I'll send him my highlight tape. The Browns was B14. So that was perfect for me. And he did me a solid, man. He got me the email, my agent. I sent my agent the email, my agent sent them the film. And that's when I found out that that it really, like you said, it's about who you know, time, and all those things. Because at the time I was 27, so the linebackers coach, his, his last name was Johnson. He he was like, man, LeBron, I think you were a hell of a player. Like your highlights is, is is dope. You making a lot of plays, but like I can get a 21 year old to do that. Because at the time I was 27, right. so he like he like I can actually get a 21 year old that's not the player that you are. But I can make him the player that you are by 23. And then and then and then you will be 29 at the time because you're 27 right now. So like, so like 
that's when I was, that's when I finally started realizing like, okay, damn. Like, so now it's like an age thing. It don't matter how many plays you make. You can have 30 sets. If you're 27, 28, and they feel like they can, they can teach this 22 year old, do the same thing you're doing. They're going to go with that. That's a better investment. So that's when I found out like, okay, yeah. That's when I started realizing like, okay, it, 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 it might be over with, but I was cool with that. Like, I would have rather found out like that than, you know what I'm saying, continue to chase. And knowing that it ain't what you want, you ain't never gonna get an opportunity. Exactly. Exactly. And that's and that's that was that was very big for me, bro. Cause uh, you know, loving the game like how we love it and, and you know, uh wanting that 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 end that end result that we always want for brand and it, it, we keep chasing it. You know, you keep chasing something, you keep going after it, and that dough keep getting slammed in your face. You gotta relive right. that pain every time. Gotta I'm keep telling you. You know, as hard right. as it was the as the stop plan, like it, it, it's definitely less less pain than to keep keep doing something redundantly and, and nothing coming from it. You know, I ain't telling, I ain't by, I ain't saying to nobody to give up on something. I ain't saying that at all. You know what I'm saying? If you got it, right. then you chase it, chase it a thousand times. You know, you go ahead and do that. I just know for right. for me, I ain't have a thousand. I had five hundred. Like right. <laughs> I thousand though. You know what I'm saying? Like right. I. Right. It was about time I had to get right, man. I got to start, you know what I'm saying, getting get my bank account right. You got to start thinking about other things. like Exactly, exactly. Grown up. Like, it's about that. Exactly. About exactly. That. You got to, right, right. Like, you like real life hit, you got to be in the door. That's why, even in 2016, I played a full IFL season in 2013 for the Green Bay Blizzard. And that's when I knew, like, okay, yeah, like, once I went home, I'm like, now nah, I played a full season, but. Like you say, like real life hit, like man, I'm broke, I'm, I'm, I'm barely getting by. Like, so that's why I came, I kind of came at it with a more strategic plan in 2016. But like you said, man, like real life hit, you got real bills, you're a real adult. Um, and, and for a lot of guys, guys have families already and things like that. So it's, it's, it's a hard space to matriculate through, man. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you was able to, you know, paint that honest picture, bro. Uh, last question, bro. What would you say is Tony Grimes' after effect? The 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 twenty plus year relationship with football that you had, being like being as immersed and as aggressive and as passionate about about football as you were, what were some lessons that you learned? You know, during that whole journey that you would take and you would ingratiate, you know, into the next generation, uh, into your future kids. Really, just as we try to push the culture forward through our through our stories and through our lives. You know. You know, everybody say football go hand in hand, hand in hand with life. You know, I uh, I look at life like a lot of situations, like I look at football. You know, you get in a situation and you, and you panic and it's over. Uh, yeah. And you can't have that. You know, uh, sometimes stuff start off slow. You know, you got to fight fight your way to the end of it. You got to keep that, right. keep persevering. You know, mm-hmm. as as athletes, we go a lot of go through a lot of stuff mentally, and I think mm-hmm. I, that's that. I think. When you think about stuff mentally that puts you in a state of a uh, positive or a negative energy and, and that 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 definitely reflects on a lot of your uh, results from uh, decision making yeah so, definitely so with, with football man you know you, you know it's definitely it definitely made my mind mentally for this life thing because you know life life come with a lot of ups and downs just like football right. did but you know at the end of the day it right. don't it don't rain forever you know that sun goes shine again so at some point at some point it will yeah you know what I'm saying so you know that, that that mindset just keep me keep me driving narrow narrow in this life stuff after football yeah 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 definitely man I I can attest to all that bro and 
your response just gave me one more question before before we jump offline. Um, during your during your professional career, all those years in the IFL, knowing knowing that your your tape is a one, but knowing knowing that you, as a DB you look the same as these top these top athletes, these top draft picks, things of that nature. Did any mixed emotions come? Did any depression uh, come? Did any of those feels come? Because like you said, like like we like we are from really tough neighborhoods and and I can only vouch for myself, but you know I had my dad in my life and it was always it was always test out like you know what I mean like nigga it don't matter what you go through like like you can't ever really show emotion like you got to just fight through it get through it whatever you got to do to get through it you got to do that you know what I'm saying and and for me I felt like back in what was like 2012 2013 it was like a really dark space for me like I like I could I could start kind of telling different behaviors that wasn't really me. I started to think different. I started to, to react to people different. Uh, uh, I was started to willing to kind of like risk my freedom for certain things just because, just because of my situation. Like, you know what I'm saying? So did you go through any of that or was it just kind of like a seamless, like a, like, like a seamless pattern? Till this day, I turn a game off right now if I see some, <laughs> if, I, if I see something on TV like that made me think like, and I ain't there. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, yeah. like, 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 Brad, sometimes watching football hurts me. Like, I never, yeah. Even, yeah. like, it took me so long. You know what made me start watching so much football? Because I started gambling. I started playing yeah. football. I started betting on games. And, yeah. like, football is just, like, watching it just sometimes could just hurt so much, especially when I see so much people that I know and stuff and like, and I see exactly. I respect the game. You know what I'm saying? I got a lot of respect for the game. So I respect everything that come with it. I respect everybody path. You know what I'm saying? But I always put mm -hmm. myself in perspective, uh, mm -hmm. uh, the realest perspective I can put myself in, you know what I'm saying? Watching it, uh, watching it on TV. Like I, you, you can't help but to tell yourself you're supposed to be on there. You know what I'm saying? Right. And it's like right. that for a lot of us, like it's yeah. like that. A lot of us, man. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't watch, I didn't watch ball. I mean, I just got back into watching ball probably 2018, but like 2017 when I was on that transition, like man, I ain't gonna never play again. Like, I mean, I, I watched the Super Bowl and I think I watched a couple of playoff games, like, and I watched a couple of highlights, but like I wasn't tapped in. Like, I'm, I'm staying busy on a Sunday. Like, I'm not, I'm not tapped into the game like that. Now that I'm in my 30s, I'm just now like tapping back into just really watching. And like you said, still knowing a bunch of guys that still actively playing right now, um, tapping back into their career, seeing that they ball and stuff like that. But it took me some time, like you said, because to me, it's like, man, I, I could see it. I could see a nigga do a spin move, inside spin move or do a fake inside to come outside, just, you know, pass versus the art. And it, it, that, that'll turn me off. Like, and I'll turn off the game and, and try to go do something else or something like that. Cause I know that I could do the same thing. like. Or if not better, like like you said. So like, so I, I can definitely attest to that. Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> you already know, man. But yeah, bro, that, that that's all I had, man. I appreciate you carving out the time, man, for this organic and authentic conversation. One thing that I've been trying to do, bro, 2020 was the weirdest year. We had family members get sick and pass, and 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 we never walked through a coronavirus pandemic. We've never had to wear masks and all these kinds of things, man. So I've been trying to pride myself on giving guys flowers while they're still here. So all the accolades, all the awards, bro, everything that you accomplished, you literally was one, was one of the best teammates I ever had, one of the best guys that I've ever seen play. I wanted to say I'm proud of you, bro. 
and show you that love man to man face to face while we both still here, bro. Hey, appreciate you, man. You already know this vice versa, man. I definitely appreciate you, bro. Thanks for the love, man. Definitely, yes, sir. Yes. Definitely, definitely glad you had me on this, bro. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I had, had, had to get a real one on here, man. So, yeah, I appreciate you for jumping on and we'll stay in contact, man. Stay blessed out there, man, and be safe. Already, bro. Dumb love, bro. Oh, yeah. You already know. All right, bro. One love.